When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, Tampan. All hour long, we've been talking about the law of attraction, how you can turn positive thoughts into positive experiences. And I'm back with Grammy-winning multi-platinum selling artist Richard Marks, who says he owes his four decades of number one hits to manifesting that destiny. Lionel Richie discovered you. Is that yeah. yeah, Lionel Richie discovered you. Is this the life you manifested, like this career? When you got that call and you're a kid, you say, this is exact. I want to be a rock star, but is this well, the version of it? Look at you. Look at your hair. You look like Lionel's son. Right? <laughs> so cute. That was, that was before I, I found King Kong hair straight. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, was, I was a junior in high school in yeah. Chicago. I had written a handful of songs, my first batch of songs. Gosh. I had a demo tape, a cassette tape. Remember those? Yeah. And I knew a guy who knew a guy, who knew a guy, who knew somebody in the Commodores organization, Lionel's former group. You know, somebody said, oh, we're going to get your tape to Lionel Richie. I was like, and I've told this story so many times that this call came in about six weeks later, and it was Lionel Richie calling my parents' house and asking for me. And I told the story, this is important for your topic. For years and years, I would tell the story, and i go, I couldn't believe Lionel Richie called me. The truth is, I knew Lionel Richie was going to call me. You knew it. And not in a cocky way. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. In a way that, like, I believed that my music was going to get to him. Wow. The fact that he was gracious enough and took the time to call this kid in Chicago. This is 1981. This is like he and Michael Jackson are the biggest names in, in the music. world. Yeah. He took the time to call this kid and encourage me. Yeah. You know, it was my senior year of high school. And he said, you should come to L.A., and when you come out here, look me up. He gave me his number. A year later, I graduated. I came, I blew off college. <laughs> Went out to L.A. He invited me over to the studio. He was making his first solo record. That's crazy. And I sang on a song called You Are, you are. background vocals. Yeah. You are the song. You are. That's, okay, I want to get to these questions real quick. All right. True or false, Richard originally gave his summer of 1989 number one hit right here waiting to legendary Barbara Streisand to record. True or false? It's true. And she didn't take the song? She asked me to write her a song. I had just written right here waiting. I wasn't planning to use it on my album, so I sent it over to her. And she called me and said, Richard, the music is so beautiful. I love the music, but you need to rewrite the lyrics because I'm not going to be right here waiting for anybody. This is the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your host, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. Now, crank it up.
Rock, it's time for another episode of the Grown Up Rock podcast. And today we have an interesting one. So I'm sure the listeners can tell by the title now. We simply pose the question Does Richard Marks rock? And the point of this episode is basically to show why, yes, he does. He does rock. Now, this is not necessarily a brand new concept. There have been other podcasts, most notably our friends over at the Decibel Geek podcast that do the heavier side of, and I know they've done the heavier side of the Beatles, and I think they've done a heavier side of Rush. I think the point of this particular episode is that we're really sort of going left to center and picking a otherwise pop artist and showing that this artist has rock and roll underneath them. I mean, for all intents and purposes, Richard Marks could be noted as a melodic rock artist. Do you agree with that? Yeah, it depends on what songs you go to. I have his entire catalog. I love Richard Marks. He's in my top 20 of artists all time. So that is what it is. But I would say uh, 15% of it could be considered like harder melodic rock. He never goes heavy metal. Don't, don't get me wrong there, but he does so many ballads and so many pop type songs that obviously that's what he got known for. Yeah. I think as we go through these songs and we've pulled out some, what we would consider much more rock and Richard Mark songs. And I think if you're not familiar with Richard Marks or you only know the ballads, you'll be surprised when you hear some of this stuff, because I think, uh, especially to, folks that we know from the melodic mafia group on facebook and various other groups if you're into survivor or you like some of these more melodic rock bands especially some of the bands even coming out from sweden today you'll find that this stuff kind of stands up on its own to a lot of that stuff at least i believe it to stand up to that stuff so yeah i think it'll uh, be a good episode but like all other episodes, before we get too deep in the woods with it, we got to do this. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. So, for the Crank It Up Spotlight, yeah, you're hearing Sonny this time because, you know what, it's Richard Marks. And uh, I love him, so I figure I'd do the Crank It Up today. So off of his new album called Songwriter, and get this, so the new album is 20 songs. He split it into four separate sections. So there's a pop section, a country section, a ballad section, and a rock section. And for 2022, like this just got released, Richard Marks' voice is outstanding. Check out We Are Not Alone.
So the newer Richard Marx is really kind of new to me. And I'm glad you turned me on to this tune. This is a great song. And this is what I was talking about right in that rock alley. I mean, the guitar is up in the mix. It's not too poppy. And Richard is really good with a lot of his melodies and his hooks. And I like this song. This goes along with a lot of the other stuff off my list. But I'll be honest in saying as we get into our picks here, I kind of leaned heavily on Sonny for the more recent Richard Marks stuff, because as I told Sonny before we started recording, the first three albums are my bang zone for Richard Marks. I saw him in concert probably two, three, four times on those first two tours, and that really is what made me a Richard Marks fan. Then he put out Paid Vacation right after Rush Street. And that kind of sunk it for me because not really a heavy rock record. And I kind of checked out. Plus, a lot of other stuff was going on at the time musically. So uh, some of the stuff on Sonny's list will be new to me. Some will not. And I'm sure none of mine is new to Sonny. So there you go. We'll get into this. But I do like We Are Not Alone off of Richard Mark's latest album, Songwriter. 
Yeah, and I thought it it actually had a little bit of an alternative rock feel, right? Because like I said, he doesn't ever go fully metal, but it's a rock tune that's radio friendly. So, you know, you could hear, I don't know, uh, Shine Down doing something like this, right? So uh, I love it. Yeah, I was trying to figure out, like, who do some of these songs compare with from a modern standpoint? I think Shine Down is a good one. I hate to even use this band's name, even though I like this band, but Nickelback is another one. I think some of the uh, more radio-friendly Nickelback songs are in this uh, genre. I mean, there's different stuff, but some of these modern bands that kind of cross over to radio, I think some of Richard's rock songs fit right in there. Yeah. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. Okay, so before we get to our song picks, if you don't know anything about Richard Marks, I figured I would give a quick history lesson. So, Richard was born in Chicago, Illinois, September 16, 1963, so he just turned 59. Mom was a singer, dad was a jazz musician, and a jingle writer. Wrote a bunch of jingles in the 60s and 70s. Richard's been active since 1980, but really started singing in commercials at age five because, well, his dad was writing jingles and they needed backup singers. The guy that really gave Richard his first break after hearing some demos was Lionel Richie. So he did a bunch of backing vocals in the early 80s for like Lionel Richie and Kenny Rogers and a bunch of others. And he had this demo of songs that basically became his first album, but the record companies wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole because they didn't love his voice. They didn't think they could sell the voice. And Huey Lewis kind of dealt with a similar thing because that rasp and the breathy when you're doing the ballad wasn't super popular in the late 80s. And that's kind of when Richard was trying to break out. When it's all said and done, 13 studio albums, a number one Billboard 200 album, which was Repeat Offender, 13 top 20 hits on the Billboard 100 from 88 to 94. Three of them went number one, which was Hold On to the Night, Satisfied, Right Here Waiting. He was nominated for Best Rock Performance, Vocal Performance in 88 for Don't Mean Nothing, but lost to Bruce Springsteen's Tunnel of Love. He was nominated for Best Pop Vocal Performance in 1990 for Right Here Waiting, but then lost to Michael Bolton for How Am I Supposed to Live Without You. But he finally won a Grammy for Song of the Year in 2004, and he didn't even sing the damn song. It was a co-write with Luther Vandross, Dance With My Father, if you remember that song. So in reality, although he has and has had a great career, he's really known more for his collaborations with Cher and Vixen and NSYNC and Kenny Rogers and Lionel Richie. And Richard has even said when he fills out paperwork that asks what his occupation is, he doesn't put entertainer or singer or guitarist or musician or artist. He actually writes songwriter, which I think that's really cool. Been married twice, Cynthia Rhodes from 89 to 2014. Cynthia was in the Don't Mean Nothing video, if you ever seen that. She was actually also in the Rosanna video by Toto. She starred in Staying Alive. She starred in Dirty Dancing, so she was an actress. And then in 2015, he actually married Daisy Fuentes, who, well, everybody knows who Daisy Fuentes is. Yeah, boy! And he has three sons, Brandon, Lucas, and Jesse. So he's been in the business a long time. Guy's got a lot of talent, worked with a ton of people. So that is who Richard Marks is. Shazam! So my first two picks, here's what I did, is I went through the entire song list that I have for Richard Marks, which is 13 albums worth of songs, listened to every song over probably about two weeks, and I'm like, all right, that can be labeled rock, that can be labeled rock, that can be labeled rock. And like I said, it was about 15% of the songs. 
and then took those and said, all right, here's how I would rank those songs. But then you pick some of them. So I just went down the list and picked different ones. So my number five for today is called part of me and is from his eighth studio album in 2008 called emotional remains song is co-written by Matt Scannell. And he is the singer for Vertical Horizon, and they've done a ton of work together over the years. These two guys are peas in a pod. Not exactly sure why, but they are. There's this like lone guitar start in front of the song, then the song kicks in, the verse kind of builds with nothing really, and then goes to this great chorus. Song is catchy as hell, has got that alternative rock feel that could play on radio. And that's what's great about these guys. The Brian Adams the John Cougars and the Richard Marxes of the world were on pop radio, but then they could go to rock radio with some of the rock songs they were doing where when Ozzy tried to do a ballad, he couldn't get on the adult contemporary charts, you know, because those songs suck. Have you ever heard so tired? Like it's not exactly right here waiting. (laughs) So they didn't get the same uh, feel. So check out part of me.
My next pick, which I labeled my number four, is from actually his newest album, Songwriter. It's called Shame On You. This was the song that when I heard it, I text Steven. I go, oh man, we got to do some sort of heavier side of Richard Marks. Dude, listen to this song. It's got that great guitar distortion. It's got that start and stop that you get in a great rock song. Another great chorus. Richard actually screams in it a little bit. He curses in the song, which doesn't do too often. There's a little bit of a guitar solo. And it just kind of goes to show you Richard can add hooks and earworms to really any kind of song. So check out Shame On You. You are the poster boy for how no one can sink. You slither by your lies and never even blink. You are a danger to the good left in the world. I'll fall. Leon, future words remained unheard. All right, what do you think about those two songs? Great. They're both really good tunes. I think one of the great things about Richard Marks is that as good of a songwriter as he is, he's not too proud to go and work with some other amazing artists. Now, I would have never picked this guy out from Vertical Horizon to be a great songwriter, but obviously something gels between him and Richard, and they've worked it out. As we go through a lot of these songs, you're going to find that there are other artists, probably better known artists that pop up from time to time in these lists that Richard has worked with over and over again. My guess is it's a chemistry thing because, you know, if you find somebody that's easy to work with and you produce good stuff, then you're more inept to continue that relationship. Part of me, Emotional Remains and Shame on You from Songwriter, both of these tunes were new to me. I didn't know either one of them. So when Sonny gave me the list and I started going through them, uh, yeah, I mean, they're every bit as good as the rock tunes off the first three albums that I fell in love with. He has a way of finding a really good groove on a lot of tunes, which is amazing. Uh, he adds the guitar and it's not buried in the mix, which I always appreciate. And then he has a really good sense for melody and courses and hooks. Yeah, I mean, at times, Richard is a little bit, I guess maybe you could say Richard's a little bit too clean for rock and roll. Not necessarily speaking about his image, but more his vocal performances are pretty clean. But you know what? It doesn't have to be dirty all the time. These tunes work for me, both of them. 
So now I got to move on to my five and four. So the first one I'm going to approach comes off his debut record, which is the one that has Don't Mean Nothing off of it, which most people know. That was the first Richard Marks tune I heard. But I'm going to look at a song called Have Mercy off that record. For me, I became a Richard Marks fan after seeing him live before I did on album. Like I said, I knew Don't Mean Nothing. I liked the tune, but I got an opportunity to see him live a couple of times. And when he's only playing material from this first couple of records, that stuff live really comes out and really rocks. And Have Mercy Off the Debut is one of those tunes that he played live. It's just a good groove, a good shuffle groove riff on the guitar. And I really, really like Have Mercy. Problems of 
All right, the next tune I'm going to approach is a song off a of repeat offender, which is his second record. That's a song called Nothing You Can Do About It. So nothing you can do about it is the song that kicks off the record repeat offender. And it's a rocker. I like this tune. I like the smooth course and the melody lines on this song, as well as the guitar riff on this tune. It's a really good cross section of melodic and rock, and it works for me as well. So those are the first couple songs for me. What's your thoughts on these two songs, Sonny? So have mercy and honestly, the whole first album, you know, when you listen to everything that Richard Marks has out there and you really take a listen to all the different type of songs that are on that first album, in my opinion, he was still trying to find himself a little bit. I think there's songs with a lot of guitar distortion. There's some pop songs. I love the riff in have mercy. I think it has a great guitar solo and I think it's got that 
aggressive hard rock style that I think part of him was trying to be. Song's a little long, not sure we needed the gospel type thing at three minutes or whatever, but I think he was trying to dabble in everything. I think he was trying to please so many people because he couldn't get a goddamn record contract. So he's like trying to be everybody at the same time. Nothing you can do about it. Love this song. Would have easily made my list if it had not made yours. And I remember thinking when I first heard this song, I'm like, all right, so is this dude the next Brian Adams? Like, I remember thinking immediately, I'm like, oh my God, this guy's going to be just as big. But he had more soul. He had more R&B, a little more funk to his writing style, which I liked even more. Like, this song's got a keyboard, a honky-tonk piano, and it still rocks. And the lyrics are so simple. Like, you don't get any history lessons. There's no Edgar Allan Poe shit. Like, it's all (laughs) real stuff that anybody walking around has dealt with in their life, which I think that's what made him connect to so many people. Right? So, great song. Love it. There you go, rock and roll dumbed down. Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word G R O W I N U P R O C K dot com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. Let's take a break for the Loud Minority Facebook group. We've made it a point to talk about this in the breaks of every episode. This is a Facebook group. It's a private Facebook group for the Grown Up Rock podcast. We basically put polls out there on this group where, you know, if we've got an episode coming out that gets the listener involved, we get you involved. We give different song polls, things like that. We just uh, get you guys involved in the episodes themselves. We also, you know, discuss various different episodes that are coming in or uh, ones that we've recorded already, that type stuff. It's a lot of the ways we find ideas. It's an easy way for you to be involved with the podcast. If you're a listener with the podcast, then you know about the Grown Up Rock Cloud Minority Facebook group. The other way that you guys can get involved and really help us out is by going over to Podchaser or going over to Apple Podcast and leaving us a five-star review. Yes, I said five stars because one star and two star really doesn't help us out. Uh, so if you're a listener and you're enjoying what you're hearing, help us out. Take two minutes. Go leave us a five-star review. Let us know what you like about the podcast. That's all we ask. A couple minutes of your time. Even if you've done it before, you can do it again. We always appreciate it. It helps get us out into the mix. We show up on more people's list when you do that, and that's how it helps us out. So that's it. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay, so my number three and number two, my number three, we talked about a little bit. You mentioned it, Don't Mean Nothing off the first album. So again, just like you said, it was one of the first Richard Mark songs I had ever heard, which makes sense because it was the first single he released. And I remember immediately loving the guitar melody. I mean, it's 1987, right? So Whitesnake is out there. GNR is out there. Like there's so many Bon Jovi's out there, so many huge albums. And here comes a guy that's kind of doing some pop, kind of dabbling in a little bit of distorted guitar, and he's got this great voice. And the lyrics were basically, I mean, he's catching me at 18 years old. 
So he's basically like speaking for me and they were so simple. And then you add the Daryl Hall falsetto on top of that. And I was a huge Hall Notes fan at the time. I was hooked from the start. The gospel thing at the end, I think, again, he was trying to be on every chart. But you might not know this. The guitar, the rhythm and lead is done by Joe Walsh. Timothy B. Schmidt and Randy Meisner also do backing vocals on the song. And this song topped out at number three. So he already knew people in the business. There were already people helping him. There's not a mistake that his first two albums did so well because he had really waited a long time. He probably should have been on the scene in the earlier 80s, 83, 84-ish. But it took him so long that he got to really put together these great songs.
My number two, If You Don't Want My Love, from his second album, Repeat Offender from 89, co-written by Fee Wable of the Tubes. Him and Fee Wable go way back. They've written tons of songs together. American Idol's Randy Jackson's playing synth on this track, and it's honestly one of my favorite Richard Mark songs. Love the whole, if you don't want to be here, you know what, you just get the fuck out in the lyrics. And when I was writing lyrics a lot and I wanted to be a songwriter, this is the kind of song I was trying to write, and I just really never succeeded. And there's so much going on in this song if you listen for it. So it's just like this huge composition. It's not just, it's just not a simple pop song. So I never really get sick of the song. There's zero reason to hate on this song. And I can't believe this song wasn't picked as a single because it would have done well too. So this is usually one of the songs I share with people when they say they don't know Richard Marks. This is usually my go-to. What do you think about those two songs? Love them. So let's talk with Don't Mean Nothing. As I said, first song that I've ever heard. That's the song that I said, okay, 
tickets to Richard Marks? Yeah, I'll take tickets to Richard Marks. All the tickets back in those days for me came courtesy of the record companies. So that's how I ended up going to see Richard Marks two, three times back at this point in time. But it was a song like Don't Mean Nothing that made me interested enough to go see him live. And I love that song. I loved it from the get-go. I love the gospel thing at the end. I love the falsetto. It's just a fantastic song from start to finish for me as far as I'm concerned. If you don't want my love, Again, another great one off a repeat offender. It's a really good tune. Like Sonny said, he wrote it with Feeway Bill, which you'll see in upcoming songs that he repeated his relationship with Feeway Bill a few times. And I don't know what it is. That guy actually writes with a lot of people, Fee from the tube. So I don't know a ton about him, but uh, he seems like uh, he's a pretty good artist. I mean, he's written some good stuff that I like, and he's written some stuff with the Tubes that I like. Not that I'm a huge Tubes fan, but, you know, I like some of the stuff. So for me, both those songs are good picks. I like them both. In fact, here's a spoiler alert. Pretty much everything on your list, I like. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, you're not going to get a whole lot of hate from me on this list. There's, I don't have a whole lot of bad things to say about the songs that were selected for tonight's episode. They're all rocking tunes. And, you know, it's a safe place when we're asking whether or not Richard Marks can rock because, you know, pretty much we're not going to be playing any ballads, which as far as I'm concerned, that's a good thing. <laughs> you know, not that he's bad at doing that. It's just not my thing, obviously. So that's a good one. All right. So number three and number two. Uh, so I'm going to return back to the repeat offender record and talk about a song called Heart on the Line, written by Richard Marks and Bruce Gage. Bruce is a guitar player who's done work with Madonna and Chicago and Peter Santera. He's just he's an all around musician, guitar player, and he's played with a lot of various people. He ended up writing this song with Richard Marks. Heart on the Line, again, it's got a nice, smooth guitar riff and i like the course a lot it's a good rocker of a tune Little in your innocence 
for my number two, I'm going to go to the Rush Street record, which is the third record for Richard. And this is a record, when I got this record, and he had a couple hits off of it, Hazard's one that sticks out, especially kind of a dark video, but uh, it's sort of a dark song altogether. But there is some really crazy rock tunes on this record. Uh, and given the time that it came out, I mean, you have to understand this record was released in late 1991. It's a rocker of the record, but the people that appear on this record reads like a who's who of music. I mean, just amazing rock musicians, amazing jazz musicians, just a killer who's who on this record. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But this first song that I'm going to talk about is the lead track off this record and it's called playing with fire. And when it starts out, it's kind of like, okay, what's, what's up with this A little bit of a hip hop thing, but then it just kind of goes away and drops into this really seriously nasty groove. And this song was written with none other than Steve Luthaker, uh, from Toto and Steve kind of arranged this. He plays the guitar on it. And it's nasty. I like the riff on this song a lot. Uh, so this kicks off the record. Let's get busy.
so those are my next couple of songs. Heart on the Line from a repeat offender, Playing with Fire from Rush Street. Sonny, what's your thought on these two songs? So Heart of the Line, first of all, both of these would have made my list if they had not made yours. Heart of the Line, another great riff, you know, awesome chorus. The saxophone even works, right? But I was thinking, I'm like, Richard was smart to go the route that he went with his career. Now, if that was his manager telling him that, if that was his record company telling him that, if that was his wife telling him that, we don't technically know. But it would have been interesting if he would have tried to go the hair metal route because I don't think his voice could have competed in that genre, especially 87, 88, 89, 90, because you're talking about some of the great voices in hair metal at that time. But on the pop charts, he's like the rebel, so he's cool. He's like on this pop chart, but he's playing like a rock guitar, so the pop guys kind of wish they could do that. But if he would have went the hair metal route, they would have said, what is this guy trying to do? Right? So I think he had more success taking the path that he took. Playing with fire, oh my God. I cannot believe this song was not a major hit. I love it when Richard gets a little mad because he can sell that in the vocal. Then he's got the woe-o's that I love. He's got the heavy guitars, got the pinch harmonics, got a catchy song. It's memorable. Guys like Paul Stanley was probably crying that he'd be humming this all day and couldn't write a song that felt like this. And then you got an awesome guitar solo, which Vi could have done. You wouldn't have known the difference. This song is absolutely awesome. Love both of them. All right, so my number one on this list is actually one of my favorite Richard Mark songs, period. My actual favorite uh, Richard Mark song is a song called Someone Special, which comes out later than the first three albums. It's a little bit down the road. But my favorite rock-type song is a song called Scars, and it comes off an album from 2012 called Inside My Head. That album was a compilation of a bunch of his hits. Some of them were redone with Matt Scannell, but this was one of the four new songs. So Scars was uh, unreleased before. The message on the song alone had me immediately. You add a killer vocal and melody and a little heavier guitar and a little funk, and you got a masterpiece in my opinion. Richie Cotton does this song today, it kills. If Extreme did this song today, it kills. This is one of those songs gets me dancing every time, and I am not a dancer. Incredible song, and it's even got an awesome guitar solo. <laughs> Pain. Nobody hears you crying Help me 
my guess is you had probably never heard this song before. And you're like, where the hell is this song been? hundred <laughs> <laughs> percent. So it's funny. You mentioned extreme and Kotzen and I can totally hear that. But the first thing that came to mind when I heard this song, and I mean, I just now heard this song is Lenny Kravitz. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Oh, it's a total Lenny Kravitz song, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great tune. I mean, for sure. Uh, if I heard this uh, in a club somewhere, certainly Richard Marks would not be the first thing <laughs> that came to mind. But I, I love it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's great, great, uh, catchy, funky little tune, so to speak. At age 49, right? So you're not getting this song at 20. You're getting it at 49, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, if you're 49 and you can still produce music like that, it's not a bad thing. And it's intrigued me enough to go and back and maybe uh, dig through some of the stuff that I missed, some of this later stuff, and see what other gems I can uncover from those records. So let me go to my number one. So when I heard this song off the Rush Street record, the first thing came to mind was that's a straight up hard rock song. <laughs> I, I mean, I was like, uh, okay. To me, this is probably the closest that Richard Marks comes to just straight up hard rock. I didn't say metal. I said straight up hard rock. But again, this Rush Street record for me is a really, there's some really rocking stuff on this record. And then the musicians that he has, and he has, great musicians on every record don't get me wrong but the musicians that he has on this record are really just kind of a who's who and i'll go through some of the various musicians that played on this record in particular but this is a song again that he wrote with v waybill from the tubes let's talk about this he's got tommy lee playing drums on this particular song He's got your boy, Randy Jackson, the dog playing bass on this song, on this record. He's got Terry Bozio playing drums, Jeff Picaro playing drums. That's a who's who of drummers right there. Steve Luthiker again, playing guitar on several things. Billy Joel plays some piano. Bill Champlain from Chicago's on this record. Nathan East playing bass. Jonathan Moffat, another great drummer. Mike Beard playing drums. There's just some amazing musicians on this record, and I like this record a lot. Yeah, that's my number one. Just straight up hard rock tune, Street of Pain.
Yeah, when I saw this one on your list, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that is on that record. Because I love Hazard, Take This Heart, and Keep Coming Back so much on that record. I forget there's other songs on that record sometimes. Dude, the guitar solo of this song is absolutely bananas. Yeah, and I was trying to think was, uh, yeah, so Luthicker played the guitar solo in this song as well. I wish Richard Marks had done something with Eddie Van Halen. Because Rush Street comes out as fuck is coming out. Dude, that thing would have been like a close my eyes forever type of hit if they would have done something together. Yeah, I wonder if they knew each other because it seems like maybe some good songwriting could have gone on between the two of them. Yeah, you would think so. You would think so for sure. Yeah. All right. So, you know, we like connecting everything to Kiss. You wanted the best, but you got the best. The hottest band in the world, Kiss. It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. So for the historic moment, oh, you're going to love this. So Richard Marks did an interview with Paul Stanley during the whole COVID stay-at-home time. It's a good interview. It's on YouTube out there if you want to check it out. It's about 45, 50 minutes. There's a really funny part where Richard starts gushing about Steven Tyler and Paul doesn't quite agree, so he gets really uncomfortable and chases the subject of Rod Stewart instead, which I thought was pretty funny. Anyway, in the interview, Richard mentions he wanted to see Kiss when he was 12 years old, but his parents dragged him to some other concert instead. So me being the nerd that I am, I go start doing research through history. So I'm like, all right, well, if Richard's being honest and he's not just kissing Paul's spandex ass, then 12 years old puts him between September 75, August 76, he went to high school near Chicago, so most likely the Kiss concert he missed was on November 22nd, 75 in Chicago. Went to look at the set list, 
The band did the normal staples from 1975 from their catalog. But a song that was on the set list that day, which I'm assuming Richard missed a great show. Check out Ladies in Waiting. The other guy whose voice, no matter how old he gets, just continues to be magnificent and kick-ass is fucking Steven Tyler. Um, well. <laughs> really? Is this going to be our first fight? <laughs> no, we're both laughing. Let's talk about Rod Stewart. grown-up rock podcast do you get the kiss sleuth sunny poon <laughs> going and doing the research about richard marks being 12 and missing a show in chicago illinois holy shit <laughs> <laughs> i figured you'd like that you're probably wondering you're like why is ladies in waiting on this damn list <laughs> actually yes so i love hearing the story it's the Dick Tracy of Kistery, Sonny Pooney. Yeah, there anyway. you Because <laughs> as soon as I heard the interview, I'm like, bullshit, he better not be shitting. So I go to the Alive Forever book, and I'm like, oh, maybe he wasn't bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff off of Dress to Kill. Uh, that's, a, that's definitely a deep cut there. Yeah, yeah. So nice little episode. Love Richard Marks. And it's one of those things where... It's so odd. We don't agree a lot on music. There's a lot of times we're on opposite sides. And it's just weird that sometimes we meet in the middle with like a Brian Adams or a John Cougar or a Richard Mark. It's just in the odd places where we meet sometimes. 
Yeah, I think the difference is that if you'd have gone back in time in some of these bands, right, I would have been like, yeah, no, not my thing. Uh, it's just that over the course of time, I've discovered a lot of stuff that maybe I wouldn't have liked when I was 21. Uh, Richard Marks is something that I pretty much liked straight off after Don't Mean Nothing. But just in general, I mean, there's a ton of stuff that I turned my nose up at when I was growing up that I, you know, over the course of time discovered and liked and things like that. But I guess it takes something neutral to make us both kind of appreciate it versus something that is straight up the rock alley where it's like it's either this or that i mean you know you'll never cease to amaze me some of the shit that you dislike uh <laughs> that i'm like oh, how do you not like this but yeah it's all good different strokes yeah for me sometimes and we've talked about it sometimes it's just timing sometimes it's okay this person is speaking what i wish i could say Right. And I'll tell you, this is going to sound oddball, but sometimes like Rage Against the Machine, I remember that first album. And I remember there was two or three songs on there that I really liked because I'm like, you know what? Zach is kind of saying what I wish I could say right now. I'm not so sure I would say it the way he's saying it, but yeah, this place is kind of fucked up sometimes. Right. So, and it was, and think about Rage at the time. It's part hip hop, part funk part black Sabbath, part rap, part. And I'm like, God, and I'm in my early twenties kind of feeling around all this different music that's out there. And at times I did think it was okay. Right. So it just kind of depends on timing, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully listeners actually listened to this episode and didn't just like, uh, scroll past when they saw the title, but if you were brave enough to listen to this episode and you got to this point, hopefully you discovered that Richard Marks can rock uh, and he's got some great melodic rock tunes on his records. And maybe you'll go and discover a little bit more than just the sample that we gave you here today. Who knows? Maybe we made you a Richard Marks fan or maybe we uh, turned you on to something that you wouldn't have otherwise given a chance to. I appreciate everybody listening. Appreciate the comments. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Nobody will believe me or agree. Richard Marks, one of the best songwriters of my generation. There, I said it. There you go. You heard it here first. Sonny Pony says Richard Marks is one of the best songwriters of his generation. I like Richard. I'm not going to make any claims like that that get me beaten up in a dark alley, but I will say that the stuff that Richard puts out is good quality rock and roll, and I appreciate it. So with that being said, thanks for listening. Thanks for getting to this point. Hopefully you didn't turn it off. And there'll always be a next week. Pooney, anything else to add before we get up on out of here? Nope, I'm good. Thanks for listening. See ya. Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.